came back. I'm glad you're okay. I have to ask you something. When you found me in that hole that they put me in, and I wasn't Kalau, why did you help me? Because you needed help. Do you know what this symbol stands for? Supergirl? Means hope, right? Hope, yeah, does it mean hope? Yes. I will help you fight Zod. Welcome to Trilogy in Theory. My name is Webb, and this is my co-host, Mike. And we wrap up our month this week with, uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting sick and tired of Mike listening to me. Anytime I have a dumb thought in my mm. head. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder where this is going. <laughs> Funny books not treating you too well, are they? Not when they're filmed entertainment. Not at all. We're talking 2023's The Flash. Uh, boy, a, a long time coming, a lot of problems behind the scenes. Um, uh, uh, James Gunn and other people uh, behind, uh, you know, <laughs> who had financial uh, investments in it, calling it the greatest superhero film ever made, which, ugh, come on, you can't, you can't make that claim and then give us this movie. You just, you can't. Now, the trouble is... The Flash, it, it's not that it's not good, it's not bad, it's just kind of there for me. And I think for a lot of people, you had more positive things to say about it, but maybe it's because, the again, you, you, you did uh, give, the, the, give the warning that, uh, well, the expectations were so low. And what we got ultimately was something that was watchable and, and fairly easy to follow. I, I don't quite know what to do with it. I don't think the DC, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> execs really knew what to do with it. But it does serve as kind of the end of, of the post-Snyderverse. And then yes. uh, we're, we're looking forward to whatever, yeah, whatever James Gunn does next. So, I, I you know, even in this little batch, uh, our trilogy about uh, mistakes of the father and, and time travel, um, I've, I've taken my shots, I think, in both prior episodes on Back to the Future and Interstellar. On Marvel movies specifically, the superhero genre dominating uh, cinema for the last, I don't know, uh, 15 years, I, I guess. Jesus. Uh, Iron Man opened summer 2008, and I, that's just where we've been. And that's not even including Dark Knight later that summer, which I, I, you know, anytime anyone starts telling me this, whatever is the greatest comic book movie ever made, uh, no, it's going to be The Dark Knight, and... <laughs> You haven't topped it yet. You may you may convince yourself, and I, I think there's even some bit of fans that convince themselves, but we're still talking about The Dark Knight, and we're still going to be talking about Tim Burton's Batman, so much so that Warner Brothers hinged the entire marketing campaign of The Flash, because they couldn't, on its star, Ezra Miller, on Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. They're playing that 
that nostalgic tune, which uh, unfortunately for them, you know, the Spider-Men <laughs> beat them to the punch not once but twice. We had a damn yeah. cartoon sequel that was all over the the fucking multiverse, the Spider-Verse, <laughs> and decisions that characters make to you know alter someone's path. Uh, I've seen it's crazy to me that the like canon events that are referenced heavily in uh, the last Spider-Verse movie. Um, that's become like a TikTok trend. Like people are referencing that like within their own life. I'm pretty damn skippy that there's not going to be anything referenced from the flash, even though effectively it's doing the same thing. I agree with you. I actually, I like this movie. I liked that it was fairly one and done. I felt like I watched the flash have an adventure and those are the comic book movies I tend to like. Just like when I was reading comics, I wanted to buy that month's Daredevil, and I wanted to see what Daredevil got up to that month, and then I would follow it. The you know the, the summer events, the, the the crossovers never really appealed to me. And this is a crossover, but it's in the classic sense of the Flash and guest starring Batman and Supergirl, and I think those are pretty good. I'm not like the world's biggest Michael Keaton as Batman or as my Batman, even though that's who I knew as a kid. Um, I think it'll probably be Christian Bale just cause I like those movies a whole lot more. <laughs> I just think they're, they're better movies, but the new Supergirl I thought was really cool. I would say the, the biggest failing of the movie for me is that for the marketing to really feature those players, uh, it's fairly thankless. I mean, Batman is a means of travel, and he throws some things, and he's a blocker. And so if in this D&D campaign, he's the 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 brute that soaks up all, all the damage. <laughs> so uh, Supergirl can punch a lot of people in cool ways. But, the you know, a movie that is going to be predicated on maybe it's a bad idea to change the past, uh, the trappings of that plot means that no matter who you bring in to cross over the Flash – the ultimate lesson is that they cannot affect any sort of change. And I like that because I felt like we can get a little meta here. That's the DCEU. No matter who you bring in to this, and I say that to James Gunn, you all can't fucking fix this. So just give up already. And I was celebrating <laughs> this thought because this is the end. We do not have to suffer another reboot until James Gunn Superman reboot. But uh, I don't think it's something that we see too often with movies about heroics is this Flash encounters another Flash who has never experienced the trauma and pain that he has. And the film plays with it more comedically, like look at the one who's a stupid idiot that kind of represents the Flash that you know from the Snyderverse. Uh, Ezra Miller being incredibly quirky, which I think a little bit of that goes a long way when he's getting to be a supporting player to Batman or Wonder Woman. I was not looking forward, unlike you, to two hours plus of Ezra Miller riffing, because I don't find him that charming. That's not even getting into his personal life, or their personal life, excuse me. I liked it. The, the story beats here. I like that the, you know, older Flash, the one that has experienced the death of his mother, that no longer has his father in, uh, in his life. I liked that that's the one that can come to terms with his place in the world as far as how much he can influence other people's lives and his own by just accepting that 
there's stuff outside of his control. And it's the one who has never experienced trauma that still believes in that perfection that he, that he can execute things that he's been given the gift from the gods and it's his right to set everything correctly. I liked that. I, I felt like they actually did it more effectively than Spider-Man no way home. I don't know if it's as crowd pleasing, but I thought the somber sort of attitude about it uh, was really affecting. We can get into the other stuff, like the effects work is kind of odd, and I know the director said stylistically that's a choice, and maybe that's true because the Flash's powers are not as easy to make cinematically riveting, I don't think, as someone swinging around the Empire State Building. Uh, you're going to have to make some choices there as far as how the Flash's powers would look to him. Uh, but I felt like they got the tone right, and I felt like they got the messaging uh, right. So, yeah, I was uh, apparently way more positive than you, uh, who is uh, betraying the Flash with your Batman T-shirt? You know, you you wanted this to be, you know, Batman. <laughs> what would it be? Twelve at this point? What? what Batman would you, would <laughs> no, be no, on? no, 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 no. I I did want this to be a Flash movie, uh, and and it, it it was a Flash movie. One of the things that I loved about it is exactly what you've uh, laid out, and that is the messaging and the tone was also consistent and and solid throughout. But in terms of that you can't change the past and you have to come to grips with the things that have happened to you. And, and it's the scars that make you who you are. Otherwise you're not that person. And so it was funny to me that the more seasoned flash who has gone through trauma can't stand this like happy go lucky version of himself. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was great. And the whole time I'm like, well, you kind of have this possible reverse flash, you know, character that that uh, uh pushes him outside of the the time traveling globe thing. I was like, god, when are they going to bring that back? I this movie's going to be overstuffed. I loved the reveal that it was him. And so you and in fact, all the Zod stuff really was exhausting. I was like, why is this in the picture? When you've got your villain, and the villain is himself, absolutely perfect, works great with the messaging, loved that, loved that, and of course, uh, um, very Looper esque, right? Where it's like, well, the the only way to close this loop is to kill this version of himself, and again, very uh, not meta, but he literally has to see that version of himself, the version who thinks that he can that he can solve it all, that he can save everybody. He needs to see that version of himself die in order to move on. So I love that. Uh, the The reason that I'm kind of down on this film is because, unfortunately, we live in a time where you have to market the hell out of it. And so you knew all the story beats going in. Oh, he's, you know, the Batman that he's looking for is not going to be his Batman, but it's going to be Keaton. Oh, the Superman they're looking for is not going to be Superman. It's going to be Supergirl. So I felt like I was two steps ahead of this film the whole time until we got to that awesome reveal that the villain was him all along. And I I, I, I really did. Like, it, it's shaky, for me, but the the they they landed the plane really really well uh, by the end of it. So I I was more positive by the end. Uh, it's just the journey to that revelation was not as enjoyable as I had hoped uh, it would be. But no, this is absolutely a flash film, and I'm glad that uh, that Batman didn't take over. Yeah, I mean, you only get. Uh, I I don't think I want to 
reveal everything because we'll be you know releasing this uh well within uh, a week or so of, of the film actually being widely available even though if you follow those things like they they screen the hell out of this so it was actually you know you had to actively sort of avoid uh spoilers because it seemed like it was pretty common knowledge among the uh you know the nerd culture that they'd already seen it somehow um but yeah you you get you get your batmans for for sure I think that speaks to, I don't say the lack of faith because um, certainly in the the sort of DC um, movie products, this is, I I think this is a a better version. Now, they probably should not have oversold it to the point of this is the best because I did look up the Rotten Tomatoes and I think it's like 66 from the critics and it's like 86 from the audience. So you would think it would be the reverse. You'd think the audience would be like, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? This isn't that great. But, you know, they, they have to bang the drums. They have to lean into Michael Keaton. God, this was like the ending they settled on, like the actual last scene, which I, I won't spoil, is like the third version of that because it's three different regimes of uh, who's in charge of the DC movies. And so I don't think initially Keaton and the new Supergirl were supposed to be huge surprises because i think this is like this is the first time you're gonna see them and now they're gonna be in 16 other movies so much so that keaton's batman had filmed as the batman for the batgirl movie which became a tax write-off and you know will not be seen until it's until it's leaked you know presumably online he filmed for the upcoming aquaman movie which is really awkward to me because i do think this flash movie feels like it's an ending and it may not be the ending that you wanted if you're a dc fan um, but it was an amusing <laughs> sort of cheeky like send off. Um, you know, there's uh, I will say spoiler. There is no like post credits setting it up for like, well, maybe, you know, next time, even though they did film such a thing with uh, Ben Affleck and then cut it because that was supposed to lead in something that they will now not do. Oh, I didn't know that. What <sighs> yeah. is it? Yeah. Uh, he um uh, basically is calling Barry back uh, and it was going to set up a, a crisis movie, which, you know, much like, uh, you know, Secret, Secret War uh, coming out in five years from Marvel. Uh, you know, they're they're just going to hit the same beats. We, we've hit that point to where everything counts now. Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. All those movies count. Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, all that stuff. Whatever. It's fun. It's this weird justification for you know, two plus hours of your life as entertainment. That That is my problem with these movies is they have to be real. It's like, well, you watched it. You had that experience. I, <laughs> I left work, uh, fairly aggravated with uh, my coworkers, my life and jumped the gun with you where it's like, I was going to just wait till Tuesday, the discount day, the day we're recording this right now. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? My wife has no interest in this. I need a movie fix, and I'm going to go to the first showing of The Flash, 3 o'clock. I'm leaving work early. And it, you know, it did the trick. I don't, I don't like, it's hard for me to say, like, okay, am I too positive on this? Yeah. Like, like there's stuff that, that it doesn't need to be two hours and 20 minutes, and uh, I doubt it's going to come anywhere close to my <laughs> top 10 for the year. I'm probably not even going to think about it in December. But, man, that Thursday afternoon, I had a good time at the movies and I had a flash adventure and I got to see a flash movie and I was happy. I was happy with it. I was like, that was entertaining. And it was more thoughtful than I, you know, would have given, I guess these type of movies credit for. Um, and unfortunately, you know, the Supergirl kicks ass. She's awesome looking like, I, I wish that could have been explored more, but it, 
it's not fair to the story they're trying to tell. Like it's, you shouldn't really want to look at this as like, Oh, this is a character they can build upon because the (laughs) messaging of the movie is you're not even supposed to know this character. Like she's, she's supposed to die and it's your fault for just raging against this particular machine of saying, no, 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 this Supergirl now means something. It it really is like a very meta thing as far as how we try to force these characters to exist in a highly specific way. Michael Keaton is my Batman. So now he must erase Ben Affleck. He must become the Batman going forward as if any of this means anything. It's a bunch of middle-aged white dudes putting on stupid costumes for our amusement. <laughs> and what I'm I'm sounding negative, but I was amused as a middle-aged man <laughs> on a Thursday <laughs> afternoon by the flash. And that's all it's supposed to do. That's all it's supposed to do. It made me happy for two hours just to see this kind of odd little movie. And I, I do somewhat dislike that I'm talking about it with you like the week of release because it's so heavily debated and it, it's not a movie that deserves that. And I'm not saying that in a defensive way, I'm saying it doesn't warrant this much consideration. It is just kind of silly entertainment. The Flash is a silly character, and I think they did their best to dress him up. But let's not go too far. <laughs> let's not call this the Dark Knight for the Flash, because that is ridiculous. <laughs> That's a stupid thing. I do not need to see Heath Ledger's Joker and that style of crime movie with the Flash. And shout out to uh, you know Mr. Office Space and like the fourth guy in Swingers as the Flash's dad, who's like, you know what, kid, I'm in jail, but I'm good. Like I, you don't have to like try to make everything like happen for me. It's just, it's like they're talking to the fanboys. Like stop trying to put all these characters in their appropriate place, <laughs> and sometimes just let them suck. And you know what, <laughs> twenty five years from now, you'll be you'll be demanding the Schumacher cut for a movie that no one really liked back in the nineties. Like (laughs) give it enough time and you'll appreciate it that it gave you an afternoon's bit of joy for matinee pricing. Although not Tuesday discount day. I paid a little bit more web. I paid about $3 in tax to get my (laughs) flash Jones on. (laughs) Here's the thing. Um, uh, I think Jordan Kepler, one of the correspondents on the daily show uh, discussed this and uh, having conversations with a bunch of like Trump voters and then why that they support him. And, and ultimately what it comes down to, it's no longer about policy. It's no longer about uh, he did something bad or good. It's now they identify with this individual. And once you do that, you can no longer like have a discussion about things. And that's kind of how it is with some of the hardcore fans with these characters. I was very invested. I I'll, I'll admit it for a living. I'm a, I'm a CSI and, and that's what Barry Allen is. And when, when the character was kind of formed, he was a police scientist, you know, whatever that meant at that time. But it evolved in the comics to mean he's a forensic scientist. He's CSI as well. And so I see that up on screen. I'm like, and I have that connection to it as well. I I do my best to not, (laughs) I put a lot of pressure on this film to be the best superhero because like, hey man, like it's kind of representing me in a way, but I have to step away from that because like you, you can't, as soon as it becomes part of your identity, then you hold these things, you hold these movies to a higher standard than, than they should be. When you were texting me on Thursday, 
about like, you know, is it worth me racing out? You know, <laughs> like, and I'm thinking like, God, am I telling you to like, you know, separate from spending time with your family, your wife and child to race out? Cause I'm like, don't put that on me. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to say like, well, okay. I, you know, I didn't have the highest expectations, so I probably will like it more than you. On the other hand, you know, I don't know. Maybe you'll respond to it because you love this character. You love this character more than, more than I do. <laughs> but it's something to where I don't think that you, you don't need to like apologize for that sort of thing. But I, I feel like the films <laughs> now kind of come hat in hand. Like there's like a wariness to, you know, not only the filmmakers, I guess, but the, even the actors of like taking these roles of like, Oh God, like I'm, I remember um, Jesse Eisenberg taking on Luther and I guess he did like one comic-con panel and it was, he was like immediately like i i fucking hate this like i, <laughs> I wish i'd never taken this role <laughs> like you people are insane and i'm not trying to say people shouldn't you know love the things you love if it brings you joy that's that's great but uh it's like the the last jedi bit you know you're fighting for the things you love instead of against the things you you hate and oftentimes i, I can't yes. tell really the difference between fandom and the things they assume to love but like look shit man I, I i loved batman and batman returns when i was a kid and when i was approaching being an adolescent and saw batman forever i was like yeah it wasn't that great walk it off there'll be another one like <laughs> that's the thing there's <laughs> there's gonna be another superman there'll be another flash and i'm pretty damn skippy that uh it won't be ezra miller for various reasons there's another flash. It's it's gonna be a, a different version, and 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 that'll be fine. But um, yeah, these these attachments we we form to to movies, I think, are if you're a movie guy, it's inherently a good thing. Like I I try to put myself in the shoes of the fandom and think like I probably get like really hyped up about like a new Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Like I will look forward to it for months, if not years, and fortunately although i don't think you agree on that like i <laughs> i feel like the roles would have been reversed if you had seen licorice pizza before me which i would not have allowed to happen that's you know <laughs> if if anything that's why i don't have children so i can go see a pta joint day one for showing and i don't have a stupid kid to like <laughs> tell me otherwise <laughs> i like to imagine my world that my kids telling me like dad you can't leave me on christmas day to watch licorice pizza and i'm like the fuck i can't <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like you would have been in my shoes as far as me texting you, like, how was it? Was it the greatest thing ever? And you're like, well, you know, I mean. <laughs> see, if that was me, I'm like, no, we're going to go see Licorice Pizza. I'm like, Dad, I don't want to. Like, well, no, we're going to. How else will you learn to fall in love with an older woman, kid? This is going to teach you how to do it. <laughs> it's okay. You know, and yes, no, I'm, I'm 100% right there with you as to... Um, yeah, th this stuff is no longer part of my like. Hey, I I can't watch Back to the Future the way that I could as a kid. <laughs> you know, it's okay. Um, I'll I'll get into a fight with myself about Interstellar, but I'll still continue to enjoy it. Uh, and and let's talk about those films in connection with the Flash. Sure. All three of these films, you know, we we've got some level of time travel. Um, you, you have Marty who is using time travel to well first of all it was just to try to get back home but then when he sees uh, uh what's going on with his father and and kind of gets invested in his uh life as as a young man 
there's an added element of like, I want to save my father from this as well as literally saving my own hide. He uses time travel to not only save himself, but better his life in interstellar time travel is used in order to save humanity, I guess. Um, and so at the cost of that familial bond and then in the flash, it's used in order to not save anybody, but just kind of save the himself and help him move on from this trauma. And so was there one aspect of time travel that you found more or less engaging in these three films and separate yourself from the, the review of like what the film means to you? Like, did you like, how do you want your time travel in your science fiction movie? I mean, I, I, I would probably prefer, um, I, I mean, all of them are selfish, right? In different ways. I, I think Marty McFly's in Back to the Future is perhaps most understandable because he only um, does the uh, the time travel trip so he doesn't get shot by a Libyan terrorist, <laughs> which that just is an odd sort of 80s-ism there. So you don't feel that, you know, that he's making a conscious effort to better himself along the way he he does and you know i'm uh, for all of doc's ramblings but i don't change anything boy does he make sure his family is more financially secure no. they're better looking all, all of those those things which uh maybe that fits with the reagan 80s aesthetic as far as you know pulling himself up by his time traveling bootstraps <laughs> and uh you know <laughs> getting that promotion so that they can somewhat abuse their prior abuser like they don't realize that you know he 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 was but uh yeah and the messaging there that's the one thing i'll knock against back to the future which is a far better film it goes without saying than the flash is i, I don't know the end result is not as comforting to me as a superhero um realizing uh, the the reach, the lack of reach he has to solve all of life's ills, including his own. <laughs> I, I would say Interstellar, that one has the most ego to it. I mean, if you're getting into the idea that this is Christopher Nolan's way of saying he's justified in leaving his family to pursue funny little stories that people may or may not remember as being a weird movie from 10 years ago, uh, it also maybe is not as comforting to me as The Flash. <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is The Flash is the best of these time travel <laughs> movies because it's the most earnest. <laughs> yes, it actually is. I came to that conclusion earlier today and, and I was very excited to share this with you that I thought time travel was used in the most responsible way in The Flash <laughs> to help a person get past this trauma and move on with his life mm -hmm. i thought that it, it oddly was the most responsible of the of the bunch i will say <laughs> boy chris nolan and and his protagonist with the with the widows like that's a real thing that's another thing that popped in my head when watching interstellar i was like another dead wife jiminy christmas and and, and no room for the lady <laughs> no not at all not in a nolan universe uh the biggest sin of the Flash for me uh, to is the actors. What is the act? Ron Livingston. That's the name, right? Yeah. Of the uh, the father. 
here's <laughs> like you know the, the movie is hung up on uh two things um if they had not forgotten the tomato sauce i believe for family dinner then the father would have been home and whomever it was that, that came in the home invasion and results in uh the mother slash wife's murder but for me it was the fact that livingston at least in this film i don't know about in real life i assume so got a, a good head of hair like kind of shaggy look <laughs> puts on a baseball cap he's not wearing <laughs> it puts one on for i'm going to the grocery and i'm like don't you do that when you like don't want to fix your hair or you're going to be working in the sun and you're doing that because it's like, oh, it's just a casual trip. But like, yeah, if you want to protect your scalp, you know, Webb is, is pointing to his dome right now. <laughs> and the fact that he's got a good head of hair and he looked pretty good. He looked decent enough, uh, you know, for Ron Livingston to go grocery shopping to pick up one can of sauce. That's the other thing. And it's like, I think I got hung up on like, kid, just tell your dad, hey, you're not a balding man. Just... Fucking put away the hat, and maybe you uh, you get caught on the security camera, and you don't go to prison for <laughs> crime you, you didn't commit. <laughs> I would be the worst uh, Tom Cruise cop Minority Report, whereas like, I wouldn't stop the murder, but I'd be like, hey, buddy, <laughs> nice head of hair. What are you doing? <laughs> that, that was my thing. That was my biggest hangout with the Flash, not the effects, none of that stuff. But yeah, you know, one thing I will also say about the Flash is that the murder of his mother it, it it's ultimately unsolved and that's just another trauma that he has to deal with like like the the killer is not going to be caught and that's something that he has to wrestle with as well i wish the film took a little more time to reflect upon things like that instead of you know more instead of bothering michael shannon from whatever he was doing like come on out here and film this zod <laughs> stuff and I loved his response too. I think in the interview I sent you, it was like, "Yeah, I was like, they called me. I was like, I, I, I'm pretty sure I died in Man of Steel. <laughs> like, what? I mean, respect to him, you know, more so than like Gwyneth Paltrow, who's like, I was in an Avengers movie. What are you talking to me about? Like, what, what is this? Like, clearly does not care at all about this. But, um, yeah, as far as our, you know, fixing mistakes of the past." Back to the future is overall the best, and Interstellar, I I guess is the you know probably going to be the one that's the best looking though maybe uh, certainly not as well loved as a great disappearing hand uh, of Michael J. Fox as he attempts to <laughs> you know like like all great whites before him appropriate black culture and take all <laughs> the credit for it. <laughs> but the the Flash is. You know, the the sort of I, I think that's the that's ultimately the problem with it. Like this, it's just too downbeat. I think uh, it's just which is not. Yeah, you know, we we have fears that that Marty will disappear, but not really. Uh, you have more fear that <laughs> his mother is gonna like touch him inappropriately than you do that he's ever not gonna succeed in his mission. Um, and that's that's also something with Interstellar as well. Like you know they they talk about going to the water planet where time is different. And now like I, you know, I won't get to see my daughter uh, as a child, but I felt like, well, you've kind of already made that you're getting in a ship and you're going to fly through a black hole. Is is this just like you took the wrong exit off the interstate? Like you really thought like, you're just going to turn this around in two years time. Like there's a lot of confidence uh, in their abilities and it's always someone else that's like screwing up. And I think, think i appreciated um 
the fact that our our lead character, uh, both in Back to the Future and the Flash, uh, eventually have to take ownership of their own sort of decision making that has mucked up time. Like uh, you know, great Homer Simpson. Like I wish, I wish I killed that fish. <laughs> like <laughs> I would have given anything for Matthew McConaughey to have. I mean that that dialogue right there is the best line in the movie. If they, <laughs> they just put put that in. <laughs> it it you know the, we we formulated this trilogy uh, without having seen the Flash. This was done beforehand. We just kind of gave it a mm-hmm. shot. I, I think it 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 uh, worked out. Uh, for the most part, I'm I'm never gonna admit defeat here on trilogy in theory. You know, you take the blame, and I assign you the blame, uh, pretty much 100 percent of the time for any time a comic book movie is selected. Uh, and I always, especially if it's a new one, I'm like, I don't know, Webb. Like, let's. Do you really want to get that excited? You want to commit to it? Uh, so much so that you almost backed out of it before you saw the Flash. Like, maybe we shouldn't do this, but I was I was already committed. Uh, plus, you know, I love Back to the Future. But I do want to shout you out that when we did um, Darwin Cook's uh, The New Frontier, um, other than the Linklater and Woody Allen stuff, that's one of our highest downloaded episodes. So sometimes, you know, when you hit, hit and that's, you know, that's a pretty good one because you and I share a love for Darwin Cook. So that's, yeah. that's pretty, pretty great. Um, and probably <laughs> that movie will be more beloved. That straight to DVD Best Buy exclusive <laughs> will be more beloved than The Flash. <laughs> One thing I I have to mention is uh, Barry Allen's mother is played by uh, Maribel Verdu. Um, someone I was very excited to see her because you know as somebody who uh, grew up with the film uh, Itumama Tambien, you know once I started getting into. Uh, foreign films that one always ranked really high and oh you got to go see this uh one of uh alfonso Cuaron's uh earlier work and she plays the love interest between uh these two younger males oh yeah i've i I watched it in theaters as a teenager i knew i was like oh there's a a threesome movie and then uh what i didn't know (laughs) is it was two dudes i'm like oh god damn it Despite that disappointment, she is so glorious in it, and so I was very happy to uh, uh, to see her on screen, um, even though it was. And, and hey, you know what? She brought the goods uh, because you need a uh, you need that emotional center with, with the Flash, and and she was there to give it. Like when he's saying goodbye to her in the well, grocery store, and and taking the the tomato uh, tomato sauce can out, like it's. It's it's funny if something so banal of an action has such stark consequences, you know, and and so that stuff really worked, and it's yeah for all of the emotion, and the theatricality of the um, set pieces, and even what the characters in these movies are trying to do. Uh, I think you put it perfectly the the simplicity of I just I just need to take this can out of this cart. And the implications of that. And, you know, credit to uh, Miller. They bring a lot to this scene that yeah. I, I, I don't know. It caught me off guard uh, for something that is yet another failed DC movie. I, yeah, I, I, I was totally with it. I was totally with that, that, that dynamic of, uh, <laughs> God love him, selling failure over and over. I mean, that is, that has been the, the brand that is like, 
it is truly kind of, like you asked me, is this like an ending to the Snyderverse? I'm like, well, you know, it's kind of half and half. But that was pretty much what his films were. He never got to complete, I guess, the victorious part. But certainly Man of Steel is, let's see if uh, Superman can find his way out of this without killing. Nope. Um, and then Batman versus Superman, let's kill Superman. So he, he was all about superhero failures. And he led an entire company to, to, to that <laughs> natural conclusion. 